Welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom weavers and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourselves looks like. So welcome, lovelies. This week, I am talking to my very dear friend, Mitley Southey. Um, and Mitley uh, is often talking about circles, holding circles, being in circle. But for today's conversation, we are exploring the idea of sister wounds and the way that women interact and not just um, in this day and age, but how that has been happening for years and decades and centuries and how this all is linked. Um, And it is a conversation that feels vulnerable to have um, and you know I still don't fully understand um, but which feels really affirming in my heart and when we released this conversation on Facebook so many people came back and said yes that's how I feel I do feel nervous in groups of women or like I don't belong or that I have this fear that I can't really explain of of speaking with a group of women Um, so I hope it's helpful I hope it is um, expansive and I really thank Mitley for uh, leading us and exploring this with us. So I hope you enjoy. So welcome to the Zim's um, self-care conversation. Today I welcome Mitley Southey and I'm going to introduce you to Mitley in one moment. But first I wanted to invite us all. Um, and me and everyone watching just to take three big deep breaths together Um, as we do this we open this space for this beautiful conversation and as we breathe together our hearts start to beat together which I just love so if you feel like closing your eyes or keeping them open we'll just take a deep breath in together and let that out Take a deep breath in together. And we let that out. And we take a deep breath in together. And we let that out. And as we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands where each of us sits. I recognise the Aboriginal people and their continuing connection to land, waters and community. I pay my deep respects to them and their cultures and to elders, both past and present. I would also like to set the intention for our conversation, that it will be a source of joy and soul connection for us as we explore ideas and wisdom around sister wounds and self-care, and that these ideas may be valuable and useful for those listening, and that we will all receive what we need to and collectively feel connected and nourished. 
So welcome, Mitley. Or Mittel, should I say. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank so you. I, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I was um I was getting quite emotional and then a bit overwhelmed writing an introduction to introduce you. Um and what I where I came to was um, that I would love to introduce everyone to Mitley, who is a dear friend, a circle holder, an intuitive guide, a mentor, a mum and a partner, a story shifter, a truth seeker, and a believer in the power of radical alignment, courage, women, sisterhood, tea and cake, baths, journaling, co-creation, tapping. Have I left anything out? No, I'm going to borrow that as my bio. Awesome. Storytelling, storytelling. Storytelling. I'll send you the list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're a woman of many facets, but you bring it all together um, and your, your real mission in life is around bringing women together safely and sacredly to share as we have done for hundreds and thousands of years. So tonight, we or today, we're going to talk about the idea of sister wounds. And sister wounds was a concept that I had never heard of before I met you, Mitley. Um, I had definitely experienced it, but I didn't know it had a name or that it was a pattern or a historic thing or that it was affecting me, really. So let's start at the beginning. What are sister wounds? Thank you. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm really touched. That was really, it's always gorgeous to hear how other people see you. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. Um, And I totally want it for my bio. (laughs) Um, So, yes, sister wounds. It is, it's a big topic. And interestingly, it was a word that I've only come across or a phrase that I've only come across in the last few years since. I really deepened into a role as a circle holder and a space holder. And I don't hold myself out as an expert in anything, as you know. I'm always learning and exploring and sharing and and really trying to live by the principles of circle so that we can all share our perspective and our reflections and our lived experience. And so when Sister Wounds first popped in for me, it was both of an idea that I resonated deeply at a cellular level. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I also felt quite uncomfortable with because I think as women, we're not that honest about our relationships with other women. We can have a tendency to either see, you know, to talk about the sisterhood and it's become, in my view, it's it's become a bit of a, a, a slogan and perhaps there's not a lot of substance under it sometimes. Um, and I thought we really need to deepen this. I, you know, when I sort of look back at my history of relationships with women, my first experience, I've never felt that I fitted in. <laughs> I've never found it easy to make friends. Um, and my first experience of kind of being really ostracized was when I was 11 years old at my very first boarding school. And I was ostracized by an entire year group. We lived in houses, we ate in houses. Um, and it was an experience that showed me how girls, women can treat one another. And it wasn't just the women in my year when my parents complained, 
I was then treated in a dreadful way by the house mistress. And I was really signaled out, or singled out, I should say, um, for being a troublemaker and making a fuss and upsetting the balance and that everything should just be okay at that level. So it was a really, uh, so I guess an initiation into how relationships can be and the, the stories that we tell each other about relationships. So when I then stepped into working in circle, one of the stories I heard over and over again from women, and it was my experience too, having come through the corporate world, is I don't feel safe with other women. Like, all of this, let's all get together and sit in a circle. No, thanks. <laughs> and as I deepened and asked women questions about that, everybody had stories, whether it was childhood, whether it was in the workplace, whether it's within family. We all had times and places where we had been abused, mistreated, ostracized, um, just fallen out with, had conflict that was never resolved with another woman. And so as we were stepping into this idea of, of women rising again um, and coming together in these places to share and be with one another, underlying that was a current of mistrust. Mm. So I was really fascinated to go deeper into that and see what that meant. And so I don't know if you remember, a little while ago there was um, you know, one of these beautiful posts that does the rounds on Facebook and it was one of those where you copy and paste it with a photograph of yourself. And it was like, I am a woman who supports other women. And I read it and it triggered me. It was one of those moments, and again, not like in a psychological trigger, but it was one of those moments where my whole body was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> and lots of judgment came up about some of the women who were posting it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Note that down. <laughs> and then as I went deeper into it, I was thinking, yes. And I, so I wrote a response to that on social media and saying, yeah, I'm a woman. I support other women. I hold circles. I'm an advocate for sisterhood, but I have harmed other women. And when we start to turn it around and go, yes, I have been harmed by other women and I have harmed other women. This, this is what we have done. This is what we have done in our lives. This is what we've done in our businesses. And this is what we have done to one another historically. And as with everything, if we don't own the shadow, if we don't go there and unpack that, we can't heal that. And we're talking really here about creative healing, coming back to the whole. Yeah. So if we don't honor the, the times that we've hurt one another, and if we don't learn how to repair those fractures, uh, you don't have to recover a friendship is what I say, but we can repair the fractures in order for sisterhood to, to really flourish. And mm. there are so many layers to this, particularly when we start to look at racism and ableism, all of these things come in. So mm. it's a huge topic, um, but that was my introduction to it. And that is where I am exploring it and hoping, not hoping, I am holding safer spaces I've sort of started to change my language as well you know they're safer spaces for women to come mm -hmm. together as we navigate and learn this together and how do we do it better mm -hmm. absolutely I oh, there's just so much there but I think the thread that I'm going to pick up on first is that you said as we kind of have that intention of being the whole version of ourselves. And that therefore healing both where we have been hurt and where we have hurt others 
is a part of that. And and that was when I was reflecting today on the idea of sister wounds and then just asking, why does this relate to self-care? That was one of the 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 ideas that came to me that self-care is really about this connection with our with our wholeness, with ourself. And that in order to have that, we need to heal in so many facets. But a huge one is this, um, these sister wounds that we have. Yeah. I also kind of was thinking about um, as we um, think about self-care, it's about understanding ourselves, And so we start to reflect on why we act or react in certain ways to certain things. And I think this has um, a big uh, tie into sister wounds. Um, and then the final thing that I kind of was thinking about was this connection to self and the idea that it can be disrupted, um, which means that we're then distanced from our true self. I think the pain and the shame of these sister wounds as some of the um, some of the ways that we can become distanced from ourselves, those wounds and the guilt can carry um, stories which have such power and and just these ripples which we may not even realize that we're carrying with us and that we're living out kind of in each day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love. Uh, do you th- is, have you had thoughts around self care and sister wounds and kind of where they intersect yeah just listening to you describe that what came to me was the self-care is so important in being able to hold space for ourselves Mm -hmm. so when we're coming up and we're we're going to do this work and we're going to go within and we're going to look at our shadow and we're going to be radically honest about ourselves um and where we have caused harm to other women or where we have behaved in a way that we are carrying shame or guilt around and trying to unpack that, it's very important that we're able to work through that constructively mm-hmm. um, and with a lot of compassion for ourselves in order to come through to the other side rather than shutting it down. And that, that's really, for me, what holding space for ourselves is about. It's being able to listen to ourselves, yeah. being able to sit with that discomfort. And so the self-care, I'm going to call it the self-care piece, but it's not mm-hmm. the best phrase, but That self-care piece for me is you can't do that work unless you're taking care of yourself at a deep level. And we know that everything is interconnected. So you can't do soul work unless you're taking care of your mind and your body and your emotions. You can't take care of your body unless you're taking care of your soul. You can't, you know, they're Mm -hmm. so interconnected. And that is the way you share self-care. It's looking after your whole. And again, we're talking about coming back to whole. So if we want to hold ourselves through these journeys of unpacking Mm. and uncovering and looking and being willing to face that shadow in ourselves and then piece ourselves back together with forgiveness, with compassion, with love, everything underpinning that is self-care, self-care for soul, self-care for our body, our emotions, everything that we're feeling, being able to honour that. Yeah. And we need practices in place. We need self-care practices in place in order to do that work effectively and not end up in, in burnout, yeah. in um, depression, mm-hmm. <laughs> back in anxiety. Mm-hmm. So that for me is why it's so, it's so essential. And 
as you know, there's a whole unit dedicated to that when I teach women how to hold circles mm. <clears throat> because to hold space for ourselves and to hold space for each other, it is so important that we're taking, we're taking care yeah. of ourselves. Yeah. And as you're saying that, it also occurs to me that how do we move forward with the best intention of not wounding others again? It's to be connected, you know, to be taking care of ourselves. The more we take care of ourselves, we are taking care of other women, our sisters as well. It, um, yeah. I, uh, I was Someone pulled a card for me last week and it was this, it, it blew my mind because it was talking about loving my body and loving my sisters and that they're the one, one in the, the same thing. And that's kind of, you know, it's that if I can be taking care of myself, then my capacity to take care of the women around me is just enhanced. So, yeah. 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 I love that. And if we think about it, each of us being a mirror for one another and that interconnectedness that all is one anyway, that there is no I, there's only we. Mm-hmm. So if we're able to take care of ourselves, then absolutely we're taking care of everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's phenomenal. And I think the more we can under- really understand that, yeah. that it, it that there is no, you know, we are all one. There is no I. Yeah. So whatever we're doing to ourselves, we are doing, yeah. doing <laughs> to everyone else. Yeah. And that what we're seeing in the world is a reflection of each of our individual humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really breathtaking when we can if we can really grasp that yeah so yes self-care for ourselves is is has a ripple effect that we can't see like like everything does the ripple yeah. effect we can't, can't see yeah. yeah yeah so can we just kind of zoom out for a moment um because i i'd love to you to just talk us through a bit the historic kind of perspective of sister wounds um because i had heard you know i think at school we probably did the tempest and we talked about witch hunts and i thought it was maybe made up or i i just (laughs) kind of shelved it it was not something that i thought related to me at all and it's only in the last few months that this has kind of landed and deepened within me in realizing what effect that has on women and our psyche um, and our actions. So I would love, love, love to hear from you um, on that. Yes, yes, I love it. Let's zoom out. I think the reason the witch hunts are so important is because they were, in effect, a genocide and they went on for so long. Mm. So we can focus on particular parts and the last, um, you know, the last witch here that was hung in Scotland. It's not that long ago. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Within within sort of um, the history that we understand. And so when we look at that, what I found, I was working with women and I was working as intuitive guide and we would go and have a look at a past life or, you know, see where the block was. And time and time again, there was an example of women being killed, persecuted for being who they were, for being a woman, (laughs) for stepping into the work that they were doing that was being labeled as witchcraft. And as I kept going and kept working with women, I was like, there's a real theme here. Mm -hmm. And it is stopping women in the case I'm working with them, stopping them stepping into the role 
as a space holder or circle holder. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a rational fear. It's not a, we're not going to be, and, and for most of us in the West, mm-hmm. we're not going to be persecuted or killed for doing this work. We have that freedom. We can step into this role to hold space for women. Like we're safe to do that. But we don't feel safe. Mm. We feel terrified. Mm. And that just absolutely fascinated me. And I did some work with beautiful Stasha uh, Washburn, who is the period coach. Mm -hmm. And she introduced me to how the witch hunts had come about with the two monks. And I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't why why do we not get taught this? Like this Mm. is this is huge. This is Mm. a genocide. Mm-hmm. The number of women that were killed, and it was around the world. It mm-hmm. wasn't in little pockets. It was everywhere. And it was and hundreds just of years, wasn't it? Hundreds of years. I think it was over 500 years. So mm-hmm. it, just, um, it just fascinated me. And as I started to piece that together, and there are many commentators who have talked about this, it, it, just, it was new to me. Mm-hmm. And as I started to research, it was like, okay, this is, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the idea that that, at that collective consciousness level, we carry that through. And this, I mean, it's in our DNA. We are descendants of those women. So from an ancestral point of view, from a lineage point of view, from the the harm that was done, we carry that forward that this is dangerous. But more so than that, during those um, times, women did turn on each other in order to keep their families safe. It was no longer safe for women to gather together because they would be accused of witchcraft. Any mm. gathering of women was, was thought to be witchcraft, to do two women together. Mm. Um, and they did point the finger at another woman in order to take um, you know, the risk away from them and their family. Mm. So there are so many stories, and, and unfortunately, as with women's history, so much of it has been written out. So we go foraging, and there are lots of amazing academics who are doing that work and, and you know, recovering where women fit and what happened. Um, And there's a lot of incredible fiction out there as well that draws on the the research that's there. But it just, it was one of those moments which really did take my breath away. And I was like, wow, this this is a part that we're not even taught in Mm. school. Like, we're just not even taught that this happened to women. (laughs) So we're carrying something that we don't understand. And it, coming up in all these amazingly wonderful places when we're about to do something that takes I mean when I think about just stepping into whole circle we should we all have the capacity to do that Mm. every woman I've ever met who wants to do that has the capacity to do it Mm. and yet it's like we hit a brick we're literally like no I I can't step I, I do a beautiful meditation and take women into a cave and there's an, like an invisible line drawn in the sand on the floor and you can't step over it. And that's almost what it feels like. It's like there's something if I go there, but we can see an irrational mind in our lives. And I'm talking about, you know, Western women in the Western world at the moment. But, you know, we're, it's like we can, we can do that. Mm. Like we, we have the freedom to do this. There's yeah. nothing stopping us. Yeah. And this fear that we can't place is stopping us. So, you know, all the incredible people out there working with women, clearing fear, I just, it's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and if, if you feel that there's something that you just can't place a finger on it, work with someone who can help you clear that because it's likely that it stems. And past lives, the way I'm using that term is, you know, there's an energetic, like an energetic blueprint of everything that's ever happened and everything that ever will. So mm. that's, what we're, that's what we're accessing. Yeah. Um, and just clearing that, energetic DNA kind of yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I think as we research uh, ancestry and lineage, which is something I'm very keen and encourage women to do as well, especially our female lineage, to really understand where we came from. Um, and many women will go back to times when, uh, back to the witch hunts or back to similar times where there is that disconnection from the feminine um, because it served us at that time. So it's, there's lots and lots in there, sorry. Yeah, but, no, um, I just no. Think I, it's going. fascinating. It's, yeah. And like you said, as you, I think the beautiful thing about having that perspective is then like let's come in now to our lives mm-hmm. presently and you can see how that kind of, um, how it still ripples here. Yeah. Like you said, being at school and being bullied and ostracised and it can be kind of you know really um like you're saying abused and it can be at that end of the scale but it it can be down to very just seemingly small passive aggressive comments or leaving someone out of a coffee date or um just not replying to text messages or you know, it can it can be those little ways as well, but that there is something like you're saying in our DNA where that that's okay, or that's how women act, or you know, there, there's something there that that shows us that pattern it is. Mm. And, well, and I think, put, sorry, you go. No, I was just thinking when we, you know, when we think about, for instance, like the heroine's journey, mm. um, that not the hero's journey, but the heroine's journey, um, it, you know, it is a, it's a break from the feminine. There's something that happens. There's a feminine wound, which is usually the mother wound mm-hmm. um, or your first female caregiver that happens. And then that is our journey to come back into balance with the masculine. So for many women of um, our generation, that's what we've done. We've broken that. Um, we've broken that connection to our feminine and we've gone into workplaces and roles that require us to step very much into our masculine. And when we look at the masculine, and this is masculine energy that I'm, I'm speaking about, when we step into our masculine energy, there are, um, it's, it is more about competition. Uh, whereas women naturally collaborate. Um, when we talk about, for example, the fight and flight reaction, which we all know fight, flight or freeze, but there's very few studies done around women and how we react in a stressful place. Mm-hmm. The fight or flight is a male, a masculine response to stress. Right. And the studies that they have done where they've had women, women's responses have been different and they have been ex, you know, excused as an anomaly because right. they don't fit with the data. So it's really interesting. There's an idea that women's natural response is to tend and befriend. So we would like literally gather in circle, put the children in the middle and, and stay put and just come together, not come out fighting or fleeing. We would gather together. And I find all of that absolutely fascinating. And just once again, showing our disconnection from the feminine in our modern lives, we're, we're not aware of it because it happened so long ago and we're carrying that forward. So when we then come into the corporate workspace, it's a classic. Women are pitted against each other in the corporate space the way men aren't. There's much more of a sense. <laughs> Even when, you know, when I joined my first law firm, we were still asked, are we going to have, when are you going to have your first baby? Mm. Um, there's only three spots available and there's two women. You know, it, it was like, 
oh, so the bloke's definitely got it. You know, we were pitted against each other. And I just, we kind of internalize that. So then when we come into our relationships with women at a, this unconscious level, we're in that zone mm. that it's you or I. Yeah. Because that's the reality of it. If you yeah. go into a workspace, you don't see it flooded with women. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's just so many layers to this and there's so many layers to, you know, the overt sister wounds, but mm. also these that are just under the surface that we're not really talking about and that have just become part of the way that we interact with each mm. other. And the word, the, I've used it before, but it's just like this little subtle mistrusting of one another. Yeah. And that's really insidious because we may not even be aware of it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a counsellor or a therapist. This is from my experience of working as an intuitive guide, mentoring women um, in their businesses and just sitting in a lot of circles, mm. a lot of circles, hundreds of circles, and hearing these stories over and over again different experiences but similar perspectives and similar yeah. feelings and similar emotions yeah. so yes we we look at this from the, the disconnection to the feminine the way that we're showing up in the world and these layers of of history and ancestry and lineage um it's really powerful it's mm. really powerful so i think the the kind of the next place to go with it is and then you know, how do we move forward? <laughs> how do we heal and repair and, um, you know, that this has all happened and this is where we are, but we now get the choice of how we react to this and what we do with it. For me, it is around, it all starts within. So getting radically honest with yourself and I think one of the the nicest safest places to do this is in circle mm-hmm. um in a space that has been created that is safer than um you know rocking up at the pub and trying to have this conversation with mm-hmm. your girlfriends mm-hmm. coming to a place that's been created to have these conversations and to have them with women who are on a similar path mm-hmm. because you know if we with anything if we start to share what we're experiencing and going through with women who aren't on the same path we'll get shut down very quickly mm-hmm. and we'll start to you know second guess what we're doing so gather with women who are open to this work and who are also doing it and that way we reflect and we learn from one another and there is so much healing in a circle where one woman shares her experience and we all go oh you know it's literally like that out breath of a group Mm. because one woman can name something that we've all felt but we didn't have the capacity or the language to share it mm. and as you will have experienced in circle often when one woman is able to share it opens it opens a part of our heart that we had locked off and mm. I mean you and I sat in circle very recently a sister wound circle mm. and it was so powerful there mm. were so many tears mm. um there was so much forgiveness at so many levels and that still is having ripple effects for the women who came. It did, it stirred up a lot. Mm. But we can then take that into our relationships with women. Yeah. So wherever we're in relationship with another woman, we can start to bring those concepts that we've now examined and, and delved into and the principles of non-judgment, of being able to listen without an agenda, 
of being able to see something from someone else's perspective without judging it as right or wrong or good or bad. I mean, we will filter it. We filter everything. <laughs> but to be able to just be in that space and not need to project that is, yeah. is what I'm saying, really. So, yes, get into a relationship with women who are already doing this work, and that will help you then to model that for women who will see you doing that work, and then hopefully that's an invitation for them to step into that as well. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I've said it, I know I've said it already, but I think this honesty piece is really important. Mm. Um, and just on a day-to-day awareness, where are you judging the feminine? Where are you judging other women? Mm. What's the first thing that you notice when you see another woman? Mm. Um, if you see a woman who perhaps dresses very differently to you, perhaps dresses in a beautiful, sensual way, what do you think? Do you judge the feminine? Or do you think, oh, my gosh, there goes the goddess in all her fault? Mm-hmm. Or do you think, ah, I can't believe she's wearing that? You know, there are so many ways that we bring these wounds out without even noticing. They're yeah. those little thoughts and judgments that we're making about one another. Do so you when, find yourself, sorry, carry on. When we, ca- <laughs> when we catch ourselves in that moment, when we go, yes. can't believe she's wearing that, what do we do with that? Well, this is where it gets really fun because we go within. I mean, if you're out on the street, just tuck it, tuck it in and go, okay, I've noticed that. <laughs> Record or a note. See, see it and just, yeah. <laughs> just but, um, My favorite practice is always journaling. And what I like to do is when I see that, it's to go within because that is a reflection of a part of me that I'm not accepting. Mm. So um, if I'm seeing the first thing I notice or something that I go, Oof, like, oh, there's a part of me, of my feminine, that I am not accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just get curious. Just yeah. get curious about it and see where it's come from. And you may find yourself as you journal or you sit in meditation. If you journal, what I find with journaling is it allows the layers to come out. Mm-hmm. You can keep writing and writing and writing and let it take you where it goes. And it may bring up a memory. Um, it may bring up a comment that was made to you once on how you dressed. Mm-hmm. and you've never gone out like that again yeah. and now you've projected that onto women who are able to dress like that or mm. and so it's fascinating I think that that's what we do we have to go within and we have to uncover it and accept that there's something within us that is reacting to that so let's get to that yeah which is like that's hugely challenging as I began yeah. to hear that that's so challenging and then it's that flip where it becomes so empowering it's like I don't need to go and tell her that yeah. I'm going to I'm going to change my mind. I don't have to, I don't, it has nothing to do with her and everything no. to do with me. And so I think that's so much of this sister wound stuff that we talk about that it's, we don't have to go back and say sorry to another woman, although we can do that if that resonates. Yes, yeah. But it can be on a soul level going in and apologizing or one practice you taught me uh, when I was talking about something that had happened in primary school you said go back like go back into that classroom and rewrite it just rewrite it and it doesn't change that it happened but it changes that that energy that you're still carrying that I'm still carrying from it and um yeah I think that's, I do find that a really powerful practice. And I know that people are a bit like, you can't, it's not, we're not dishonoring what happened, Mm -hmm. which is why the forgiveness piece, and you mentioned that forgiveness at a soul level, we may not always be able to apologize directly 
of things that happened years ago. Yeah. But being able to um, use whatever this practice that you, you know, that resonates for you, but meeting the other person at that soul level and allowing yourself to forgive each other at that level mm-hmm. um, and receiving their forgiveness as well. It's always mm-hmm. the, the two sides, even where we feel we're the victim. Mm-hmm. I always encourage us to also offer forgiveness and where we feel that we were the perpetrator to offer, um, <clears throat> to receive forgiveness as well. Oh, throat's not funny. Mm. <clears throat> um, hmm, something in there. Mm. Mm. But yes, it goes, it goes both ways. And the, the sitting in a place and just rewriting how you would play that out now, I really like, I think it's really powerful because it also shows you your growth. Mm. So you couldn't have done any better then. You did what you did with what you knew. But now we're here. So if we were to go back, it's like, oh. And I do that with the um, my 11-year-old self who was bullied. Um, And I, you know, I was totally a victim for the longest time. And then the more I worked with it, the more it came up in circle work for me. It was like I played a part in creating that. I wasn't just a victim. Mm-hmm. I had an argument with that girl and I refused to forgive her. I refused to apologize mm-hmm. and <clears throat> at the time. And so the consequences of that came from a choice that I made. It doesn't, it's not about good or bad or right or mm-hmm. wrong. It is what happened. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, d- we don't happen in isolation. We're part of this. Yeah. So whether we're the perpetrator or the victim, it's, um, and we're talking sister wounds here, those terms are quite strong. but. Mm-hmm. For some women, these wounds are very, very, very deep and they are layers and layers and layers. And depending on who they inflicted, who they were inflicted on or who they were inflicted by, there's a lot of work that can be done here. So again, anyone who's, if this is sparking something and you're going back to deeper wounds, then I do encourage you to come to circle, but also seek appropriate help. Take self-responsibility for your mental and emotional health. That's really important. And that these aren't just things to flick off as though they don't matter. Yes. These, these can be having a very detrimental effect on us. Yes. But they're also things that for many of us, we can work through together and we can come through to the other side yes. as a stronger group of women yes. um, who have, we have, you know, we just have access to so many incredible tools. And when yes. you're doing the work together, it's yes. really, really powerful to move through. Absolutely. And I think that's such a great point, Millie, that you made that, if you're listening to this and you're nodding and saying, yes, this resonates, I can see myself in this, I didn't expect that I would, but wow, isn't that interesting? That's a curiosity to follow. At the mm. same time, if you're listening to this and like, this is shit, this is like, <laughs> this is, these, what are these ladies speaking about? Like, like, obviously they had like some problems. That's really interesting too. That yes. is a curiosity to follow. You know, when we get those big reactions about something, that's something worth following as well. And, and yeah, so just to say that, that if you're listening and like, what are they yeah, on? I love that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think another thing, and I know that you'll agree, but for me one of the huge oh, ones is, is, yeah, I know you. You're predictable. <laughs> is tapping. Like tapping is just amazing. Yeah. I can't believe they, I haven't mentioned that. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> um, Absolutely right. I do, and, Rudy. <laughs> and that that is one that you can 
do anywhere, anytime. This afternoon we were at the swimming pool for swimming lessons and um, the kids were making a lot of noise and the lady came and said, told, told them off and I was just like, <gasps> I was like, girls, get into the pool, you know, like we ran away. And then I, I, I literally was at, I was at swimming. I was just doing my tapping. I said to Nina, can you see I'm doing my tapping? That really, really triggered me. I said, I don't like getting in trouble. I don't, I like other people, especially other women to like me. So I'm really tapping on this. And I said, okay, afterwards, when we finish, we're going to go and we're going to say sorry. And I'm not just making you say sorry. I'm going to say sorry too. Cause I had a part to play in this. I, you know, I should have said, come on guys, keep it down, you know. So we're going to go and apologize because those women are amazing. And so it just felt like such a beautiful way. Afterwards, I said, come on girls, we're going to go and do this together. And so we went up to her and we just said, I said, uh, me and the girls wanted to say that we're really sorry about that before. You do such an amazing job and you know, we're, I'm sorry that we've made so much noise. And it just was such a powerful, like I think this is the thing as we clear the big stuff, then we can see as it kind of comes up and we're like, oh, this is a moment. I get to clear this and to show the girls this is how we do it. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah, and you're right. Tapping for me, I'm an um, inspired EFT practitioner and tapping is one of, journaling and tapping are the two modalities that have had the greatest impact in my life. Mm. And, and tapping, you know, if you're in public, just remembering as well, you can just like do this. Can you, you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> you can do it subtly. I'm just doing it like this so you can see me. <laughs> but yes, if you're in a place where, you know, you're in a meeting or somebody's just said something to you and it, you know, you, you need to sit for a while, you can just tap the joints fingers. The other one is just to do both either side of your oh. fingers. And it's quite nice because you can just sort of do that or even this. Because you can do that quite subtly. Sometimes, yeah. you know, doing this is a bit. I do this all the time, and you know, I'll do this mid mid face of it live. I'm like, oh, there's something I need to tap on. Um, and the more we do it, the more it just becomes part of what we do. Um, yeah. And it it's amazingly effective. And especially if there's something you need to do in the moment, because mm. you're like, there, I need, I need to clear this now. Yeah. Um, and as you know, I love to clear tapping and then also tap in the new stuff. Yeah. So you can use it for both ways. But that's probably a whole other chat. It but it could definitely it be is. part of your self care. Definitely Absolutely. part of self care. One of those wonderful tools. Yeah. 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 <sighs> is there anything we've left out? I mean, we, there's a lot. We could <laughs> for hours more. But I think we've kind of, I think that's a beautiful deep dive into the the world of sister wounds it, it kind of introduces yeah. us and I love that it is um I think it's really just illuminating um yeah. as to what it is to be a woman and I think the, the only other thing I would say is remember a few years ago as I joined a few different groups um which were kind of a lot of a lot of women who are kind of doing um, this kind of work and interested in ideas like sister wins. I went in there, I kind of joined a group and someone would say, oh, I did this. And everyone was like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I was like, what are they on? And then someone else would do something and they were like, oh my gosh, we love that. Yes. We're all going to like that post and comment. And I was like, what are they? Like, 
are they on drugs? Like what is what is all this just support and just being nice? Like I've got wonderful girlfriends and and so I'm not I'm not saying oh it's a I've got terrible backstabbing friends, but just in different circles that I've been in, in different Facebook groups that I've been in, there's been undercurrents. Like you said, that just that seed of mistrust. And to find that there was women who just didn't have that. Um, it's amazing that it's possible. I think that's such a beautiful note to finish on because that that it is, that it really is possible and it starts with radical honesty. It starts with being willing to do that work and really thinking about how you want to be in relationship with women. Mm-hmm. How do you want that relationship to look? And when we, as you know, I'm a little bit obsessed by circles, mm-hmm. um, but when I take the principles that we that we practice in circle and then we bring those in to our lives online and offline, you know, mm-hmm. wherever we're in relationship, we're either in circle or we're in a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And if we're in a relationship that is, is dysfunctional in some way, it's usually the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can just start to look at those and bring in those principles where we're taking care of ourselves, but we're also opening up that space for that other woman in our life to be herself, Mm. then magic can really start to happen and the healing can start to happen. And one of the things that, I, that I've said, that post I mentioned earlier that I wrote, is like we can repair the fracture. We can't always fix a friendship. Mm. And not all sisterhood for me and coming together in circle isn't necessarily about being every woman who crosses your path, being your best friend. But it is about coming to a place where we can deeply honour the feminine, where we can deeply honour one another and see each other without needing to project our own beliefs, our own experiences and our own fears onto that other woman. Mm. And then your relationships deepen. You can spend time with women that you never imagined that you would be able to sit in the same room with. Um, You know, and we come, friendship is, I think friendship is this beautiful kind of byproduct of deep sisterhood. Mm. Uh, It's not the requirement, but it, it, flows from being able to see one another fully and yes not project our own fears and beliefs onto each other it's really powerful work it's really powerful work Um, and I think you know just as a call to action ideally we're all doing this at some level because there is no I there's only we so as each of us heals that within us then that has that incredible ripple effect out into our immediate families our extended families, our communities, our institutions. And, you know, then we start to change governments and the way the, way the world is run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mitley, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for your work um, in this and the ripples that you are sending out into the world. Um, thank you for sharing so much of your wisdom and, and just for opening a whole new world to us so thank you thank you thank you so much for having me what an absolute privilege to be here um and yeah my hope that there's something in there for whoever is watching back absolutely absolutely and i think as the intention goes you know to me this is self-care to spend time talking and um my heart feels very full so thank you So until next week, keep connecting with and taking care of your beautiful self. 
Speaks Love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this Salty Hair self-care conversation. I hope you are feeling nourished, connected, a sense of aliveness, the way talking about ideas does. And maybe, wow, I didn't realise there were other people who felt like this too. If that's you, you may be interested in our Salty Hair Self-Care membership, a beautiful, inclusive community of women, monthly online circles and gatherings, regular prompts and inspiration, and a sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is currently $25 a month, and that'll be going up to $40 a month shortly. There's a link below to come and join us. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That helps others find these conversations too. And finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day. Bye.